welcome to the Be About Being Better podcast, where we help people make evidence-based, sustainable, small changes for their health that compounded the huge shifts towards a better, more vibrant life. I'm your host, Abby Stacier, a health and life coach, future registered dietitian, a master's graduate from Columbia University, and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I believe that we can't make lasting or meaningful change single-handedly. So I'm so happy that you're here so that together you can see that a diet-free, sustainable lifestyle is possible. And you can leverage that to live a better life. And remember my disclaimer, this podcast is meant to give you general information and it's not meant to substitute or replace medical advice, a diagnosis, or service treatment. Welcome back to the Be About Being Better podcast. Y'all, I cannot believe that it's December. Oh, we have one month left of 2022. Like, this is wild to me. I'm so excited for the next couple episodes that we have planned because I want us to truly end this year strong. And I don't want us to think, oh, like, December is such a wash. I'll just get started again in January 2023. It's just, it's giving... I need to start over again on Monday vibes and I just, I really don't want us to do that. (laughs) I want us to try and find a way instead of delaying our health, delaying our happiness, delaying our progress, how can we find a way to get through these quote unquote harder times, busier times, more difficult seasons better? So I've intentionally, you know, planned out these episodes during the holiday season keeping in mind that I want to give you all of the tools that you need to get through this season better. So today we're going to be talking about how to increase your energy, how to boost your energy, and giving you specific tangible steps on how to do that. And this episode stemmed from, well, number one, many conversations that I've had with clients throughout our programs over the last four and a half years coaching and being in business, Everyone during this time of year is super busy, high achieving, over committing themselves and overall just really tired. And I feel this way too. I mean, working full time, being a student full time, it's really difficult. So I just find that people are very exhausted during this time and constantly out of their routine and traveling and dealing with difficult family members and stress and financial stress and health stress. Like there's just so much stress. We're exhausted during this time. So I've had many conversations with clients over the years during this time of year to know and really have a pulse on how are people feeling this time. But I was also inspired to make this episode because literally yesterday I had some family visiting in town. My mom and my stepdad visited Nashville. And I mean, you know, when people are ever visiting you, you want to take them to the best spots or do the touristy thing, or you just go out to dinner. You're not normally making as many meals at home. And you tend to just be out of your routine. You might be having fun and you might be fully present and enjoying everything that you're doing, but you might not also be in your routine. So there's also that sense that you're not quite feeling your best, even though you're fully enjoying what you're doing. So I was completely out of my routine yesterday and we put our name in at a popular brunch place here in Nashville, Buttermilk Ranch. It is my favorite brunch place here. It is absolutely incredible. Their biscuits are phenomenal. And when they bring out the biscuits, they have gravy flights. They literally have flights of gravies. You can try different ones. It's so fun. But the wait is always 
super, super long there. So we put in our name. It was an hour wait to be expected, especially on a Saturday in downtown Nashville. Uh, so then after we put our name in, we went across the street to a bakery, a five daughters bakery for those who know the area and their donuts are fabulous, but they are definitely indulgent. I mean, these are signature specialty donuts, so much filling, so much frosting on top. But you know, my mom was like, I really want to try these because this is, you know, part of the Nashville experience. And I'm like, absolutely. But this was literally our breakfast. Like we hadn't gone to brunch yet. And I am eating a full on donut that is like five inches tall, four inches wide. Like it was the biggest donut. And even though it tasted so good, maybe it's just because I've been having less sugar over the years or I don't normally eat that or don't normally eat that on an empty stomach first thing in the morning. Oh my God, I just felt so sick after. It was so much sugar and I got a boost of energy because with those things, we do get a boost of energy. But then later in the afternoon, I just absolutely crashed. And I also found that I was really thirsty throughout the day and I just couldn't quite quench my thirst. And I really think it was because I had that for breakfast and there were no other food groups. It was just carbs. It was just sugar. Like there was no protein, no healthy fats. Like it was just that right off the bat. And it shot my blood sugar up. And then I totally crashed later on in the day. And it just really messed with me. And I feel like I'm still recovering. I have uh, recording this right now. I have a little bit of a headache. I'm like, I don't normally eat like that. And all foods can fit. You know, we can have these things. I think in this instance, though, it's not that I won't have that donut again. But when I eat that, I think I might not it might need to approach it and be a little bit smarter and like have a hard boiled egg before I leave or like just have a, a smaller portion, maybe not eat the whole donut, but maybe eat, you know, just a couple bites or something like that. So it got me thinking, this is how I have felt so many years over the holidays. And I can't be alone in feeling this way because we're surrounded by so many sweets and treats and a lot of seasonal items we're just constantly bombarded with so much food. We end up in a food coma and then we're so tired after, and then we're not able to be fully present with the people that we're with. We're not able to enjoy the day. So that's why I wanted to make this episode too, to give us some ways throughout the holidays, we can set ourselves up for success to have optimal energy. And one of those ways we'll start with number one is to eat in a balanced way. Eat in a balanced way in, in two different senses. First, we need to fill up our plate and be cognizant of the food groups that we're having. We can't just have all starches, all refined sugars in one meal. I mean, your blood sugar will just totally spike and then you will absolutely crash later. Whereas if you are looping in those carbohydrates, any sugars that you're having with a protein source, with a fat source, that helps to balance your blood sugar a little bit. And especially fats and protein, those actually keep you satiated longer, keeps you feeling full for longer. So that's going to sustain your energy. Food is energy. So when your blood sugar is high, you have a high energy, but then 
what comes up must come down once it falls you are going to be so tired so if we have stuff that keeps us fuller longer we have sustained energy from the calories that we're getting we are going to have sustained energy throughout the day and things will balance out a little bit better. So it's important that when we're eating, when we're crafting our plate, when we're thinking about our meals, that we are pulling from different food groups and trying to keep things a little bit more balanced. And then balanced in the other sense, I want us to make sure that we are balancing our meals throughout the day and that we're not skipping meals. When we skip meals, it increases our stress hormone, cortisol, and it also increases neuropeptide Y, which ends up increasing our craving for carbohydrates. So we know if we are skipping meals, it makes us feel more out of control with food later because we're more ravenous. We need energy. Our body is tired. Our body relies on calories for energy. So when we're not getting that, it's going to be sending you signals and sending you signs to give it energy and those cravings are going to be more and more intense they're going to be raging urges and that leads us to binge a lot of the time so if we want to avoid overeating if we want to avoid binging we need to make sure that we are balancing our meals throughout the day and being cognizant not to skip meals because that will help balance our hormones, have us be less stressed, have us really keep a level mind and level head with the foods that we're choosing. We'll be able to choose foods with intention, not just gravitate towards the foods that will have the quickest energy for us. So some tips that I have, some things that have worked for me, a lot of things that have worked for my clients are to set alarms to remember to eat sometimes we just need an extra push notification sometimes we're really busy with work or we're traveling or we're caught up in something so it might be helpful to have that extra push notification have an alarm to remind yourself to eat i do this and i found it really really helpful especially when i'm working from home and if you find that you are skipping breakfast or you're working through lunch especially if you're working through lunch this is definitely cause for further examination. Um, most people skip lunch because they haven't prepped anything. They don't have anything that's easy and convenient for themselves to grab. So in that case, I would definitely say listen to our meal plan and prep episode because that will give you all the tips that you need to make the healthy options convenient for yourself so that you have lunch ready to go. And when you have a quick break, it's convenient for you to eat. Most people also skip lunch because they forget to eat. So in that sense, I would say schedule your meals like an appointment and make sure that you're setting an alarm to have that push notification to remember to eat. And then sometimes people skip lunch because they feel that they're too busy to eat. And if this is you that you truly feel like I just have no time to take a lunch for myself, I really want you to examine why that might be. Because lunch doesn't have to be 60 minutes. You could take 15 minutes, 20 minutes to fuel yourself and then get back to work. And we know that when we fuel ourselves, we're able to show up and 
be more productive and have mental clarity, get more done in less time. So it's worth our time to take that 15 or 20 minutes to eat, to refuel so we can show up stronger, especially in the second half of our day where typically we are a little bit more sluggish and less productive. So if we're not eating, we're going to be even less productive than we normally are. So we really need to be eating. So if you feel like you can't even take that 15 or 20 minutes to eat, this is something that needs further examination into why you feel too busy to take a lunch consistently. And when you ask yourself why, a couple things might come up with the clients that I work with. Typically, it's one of these different camps. Camp one is that this is self-inflicted. I work with very busy, high-achieving people, people who want to perform their best, people that put a lot of pressure on themselves. And not taking a lunch might be self-inflicted because they feel like they just have too much to do. They're putting too much pressure on themselves. So if this is you where no one's telling you that you can't take a lunch, but you yourself are not prioritizing that just 15 or 20 minutes to eat, I would just encourage you to flip that around and be like, how could you show up? If you really have so much work and you want to perform your best, like, isn't fueling yourself and actually having energy going to allow you to perform your best? Sometimes we have to slow down in order to speed up. And if you tend to be dragging in the afternoon, taking 15 or 20 minutes, to refuel and reset, I mean, that's going to allow you to catapult into your afternoon to get more done in less time, have greater mental clarity, make decisions more quickly, make better decisions and higher quality work. So it's actually in your best interest to take those 15 or 20 minutes to refuel before you go into your afternoon, but you have to reframe it that way for yourself. So if this is you where you think, okay, no, it's definitely, I definitely have the time. It's not that my boss is telling me that I can't take lunch, but it's me that's maybe not organized or not prioritizing taking a lunch, I encourage you to examine that a little bit and ask yourself, how can I start to just take a little bit of time for myself? And you might need to go to step one. You might need to prep something for yourself. You might need to go to our meal plan and prep episode and learn how to make the healthy options convenient for yourself so that you have that lunch ready to go. If it's not self-inflicted, and you really feel like I'm not taking a lunch because this is the company culture or like my boss has made it clear I need to be working on XYZ and there's no time for lunch. Number one, this is illegal. So that needs to be addressed. Um, but number two, this is almost of greater cause for concern because you know that legally you deserve a lunch and you also need a lunch to be able to perform your best. So it's important for you to really take that seriously and set a boundary. Maybe that's having a conversation with a boss or talking with coworkers to figure out what, what can we do to change the culture here? There's definitely strength in numbers. Can I go to HR and change things up? So you need to be able to discern, is this self-inflicted why I'm skipping meals? Or is it company culture? Is this being imposed on me? And that will give you the different action steps. So I hope that helps. This is, <laughs> this is just step number one for how to boost your energy. And I spent so much time on it. We'll fly through the rest of them. But this is really the most important. And I don't know. I think I'm just feeling it 
especially I'm, I'm feeling the effects of this right now because I didn't do this yesterday. I didn't eat consistently. I didn't balance my meals and I feel like crap and I wasn't productive and I wasn't able to be present with my family when they were here for a majority of the day. And, and that's just sad. Like life is too short to not, not enjoy the company that we're with and enjoy those events. And I think I could have enjoyed it more. I could have felt better. I could have gotten out of my head to really be present with the people that I was with. If I just did a couple small tweaks to eat in a more balanced way, to eat consistently throughout the day and to advocate for myself. So I just think that this is so, so important. You know that I love nutrition. <laughs> I'm obviously working to be registered dietitian, so I do want to focus on the nutrition a lot. Uh, but this is going to make a huge difference in your ability to boost your energy and increase your energy. And going off of that, it's important for me to note to you all and to really make clear that you do have the ability to increase your energy. One of my favorite gurus, Brendan Bouchard, I'm obsessed with him, he always says that we are like a power plant. We can generate the energy. It's not just something that we have or don't have. And when you flip the switch and think about energy in that way, it's so empowering. It's like, wow, it's it's not just like, oh, I'm tired today. I don't have any energy. So today is a wash, today is a waste. No, no, no. You have the ability to choose differently or to choose something to generate more energy. So I'm gonna give you some tips on other things that you can do that are totally within your wheelhouse to boost your energy throughout the day. So the first thing is set alarms, remember to eat, don't skip meals and eat consistently. The second thing, another nutrition tip is to drink water like it is your job. Now, when you start to feel first thirsty, this is a, a fun fact. If you start to feel thirsty, that means you are 2% dehydrated. Once you hit 15% dehydration, that is fatal. So it is so important that when you feel thirsty to drink water, to hydrate yourself. And actually when you start to feel thirsty, you might already be a little bit behind the game. You're already 2% dehydrated. So it's important that you're, you're really staying on top of your hydration. And as far as increasing your water intake, I think the biggest tip, we talk about this so much in our programs, and I'm always asking my clients that are consistent with their water intake, what is working for you? What's been the biggest tip? And here are the two biggest tips that over the last four and a half years here has been like the consensus. Number one, you need a cute water bottle and you need it to be in your line of vision. This is why I have my gallon water bottle that is bright pink and in my face. You can't miss it. Literally, I can't miss it. It is always in my face. And I think it's so cute. I mean, it's my favorite color. I love pink and it's always right there. And when it's filled up, it's heavy. I'm literally lugging this thing around. I can't forget about it. It's in, it's in my line of vision. I'm also incentivized to drink it because it is so heavy. Oh, because it lightens the load if I'm actually keeping up with my water intake. The second thing after getting a cute water bottle, keeping in your line of vision is having a straw. I don't know what it is about having a straw. I think you just take in more liquid at one time, but it seems to be easier 
to get more water in when you actually have a straw versus twisting off the top of the Nalgene and sipping it back. Like sometimes when I'm sipping out of these huge Nalgenes, the water just spills all over me. I don't know how I miss my mouth always, but it just always happens. So I have needed a water bottle with a straw and that has helped me. And honestly, hundreds of our clients, that has been the consensus as far as feedback. How do you be successful with hitting your water goal on a consistent basis? Having a straw, having a cute water bottle, keeping it in your line of vision. Boom. You got to start drinking water like it is your job. Okay, step number three on how to increase your energy is you need to take mini and micro breaks throughout the day because most of our fatigue throughout the day, especially in our work from home era and our digital era, it's all visual fatigue. We get tired just from looking at screens. Even if, and you know this too, because if you're just watching Netflix all day and you're kind of having a lazier day, you do get that same visual fatigue. So it's not that you just have to be doing work or being hard at work to feel that fatigue. A lot of that comes from the screens. So when we take micro breaks throughout the day, I encourage you to make sure that they are unplugged. I don't think it's a really rejuvenating break to stop work, but then be scrolling on TikTok to stop work and be answering emails on your phone. So it's important that you are looking away, closing your eyes, looking away from the screen and having a break from all the blue light. And yes, you can get blue light blockers, but I don't know how effective those are. And I think it's more effective for us to just take breaks from the screens. And these breaks don't have to be very long. Literally, they can be 60 seconds. And if they're small throughout the day, you'll be constantly refreshing your energy so that you're showing up every time you go back to work with renewed energy. And like I was saying with the meals, sometimes we do have to slow down so that we can speed up. Sometimes we do have to take a break so that we can get more done in less time when we return back to work. So these micro breaks are very effective because it helps with the visual fatigue and helps to regenerate the energy that we're looking for. Number four, the next tip that I have to boost and increase your energy is to be cognizant of your transitions between meetings and between tasks. I honestly think that we just need to breathe more. I think we're so stressed, especially this time of year. We're so stressed. We have so much on our plates. Our mind is racing a mile a minute. We need to slow down. And we also need to be cognizant that we're not taking the energy from our last meeting into the whatever we have coming up. So this is another Brendan Burchard quote. I'm obsessed with him. He says that we need to release tension and set an intention. And this helps us to leave the energy in the past that, that's in the past and focus on the task at hand, focus on what's, what's in front of us. And for those of you that are listening right now that have a bad morning, that have a rushed morning and think that you're going to have an awful day because of that. This is especially important for you to hear. And this is super important for you to put into practice because if you have a bad morning, if you have a bad interaction, if you miss the alarm, that does not have to ruin your whole day. You can stop that in its tracks and generate the energy that you actually want to bring into your day. 
by releasing tension, setting a new intention moving forward, not bringing the energy from the past interaction into the next thing moving forward. So I would say be cognizant of your transitions. Really just take three deep breaths to release some tension and then set a new intention. What energy do you want to bring? What do you want to get out of the next meeting or the next interaction that you have? For me in the hospital, this has been super, super effective because every patient room that I go into in the hospital, completely different. Especially the last couple of weeks, I've been in different ICUs, intensive care units in the hospital. I mean, sometimes um, I'm in the neuro ICU with a lot of stroke patients. Last week, I was in the cardiovascular ICU, a lot of heart attacks and people that have had different cabbages or like open heart surgeries. And you just never know what you're walking into. Sometimes I'll walk in, patients recovering from surgery, they're doing great, families there cheering them on, they got balloons everywhere, person starting to eat. So, you know, the family brings in some, some of their favorite food and it's just so happy and joyous. And when I come into the room to ask you know, the patient how they're doing, it's, it's just really fun and, and it's a great, great energy because the patient's feeling well and the family's happy. I could leave that room, go into the next patient room and they just got a bad prognosis. Surgery's not going so well. The patient is now on a ventilator. The family's there sobbing if there's family there at all totally different vibe. So for me, I'm practicing this every single day because I need to leave whatever energy was from that last interaction in the last room and set a new intention, almost clean slate moving into my next patient interaction. And if you work in healthcare, you definitely understand that behind the door with the patient, it can look completely different. So you can't bring that same energy and you almost need to come back to a, a neutral, neutral playing ground and neutral energy state. So it's really, it's really interesting. And being in this internship has challenged me a lot to not drag my energy from one interaction to the next. So I think being cognizant of those transitions and being cognizant of the energy that you want to bring to the next interaction and what you want to leave behind will be very helpful for you. All right, the next tip is that you need to make mundane tasks more fun. Ask yourself, how could I play? Like, how could I make this more interesting? How could I gamify this for myself? If you're a competitive person, like how could you just make it more fun. Could you have a little dance party in between meetings? Could you listen to good music, music that hypes you up? Could you write down a gratitude list, all the things that you're grateful for to get yourself in a high vibe, prime yourself, prime your brain for going into a more mundane task? I always do this before I look into my finances. I have a finance Friday date with myself and sometimes going through your finances isn't so fun. Now I find it fun because I have programmed myself to have a positive association with going through my finances and paying my team and tithing. And for those of you who don't know what tithing is, it's, you know, something in the Christian faith where you're kind of giving your first 10% to God and things like that. So I, you know, do all, I have my whole money routine and my whole finance Friday routine. And I used to really dread that every week and going through my finances because it was a point of insecurity for me. But now it's not. I look forward to it every single week and I absolutely love it. And I started to build a positive association with my finances 
by having a little dance party before, listening to good music, getting hype, and having a cup of coffee, sitting down at the same time every Friday, and making it a relaxing and fun experience and environment. It was something I was looking forward to. And I also started to practice gratitude. Like I was so grateful that I had the financial means to be able to pay my team. And it wasn't something that I viewed like, oh, I have to do this for me. It was like, no, I get to do this. This is so cool. This is so fun for me. And you know, look at the money that, that I'm able to donate and the, the charities that I'm able to give to and the things that I paid for this week that I really enjoyed, the experiences that I had. So I used it as a time to reflect on my week and reflect on what's going well in my life and what I'm grateful for and the experiences that I get to have. And that totally shifted my perspective on finances and I made the experience of going through my finances on a consistent basis more fun and that allowed me to actually be more consistent because I wanted to show up for it because it was more fun. So if you can start to just open, you might not know exactly what you want to do to make these mundane tasks more fun, but just open up your mind like what could I do or maybe I could do something that's more fun. You just want to be receptive to receiving those ideas and we're just kind of receiving those downloads. I talk to clients about this all the time. They think that doing the dishes, cleaning their house is so mundane, something they have to do. They don't really want to do, especially some people just really hate doing the dishes and that's okay. So you just want to be thinking to yourself, how could I make this more fun? How could I gamify for myself? Like, could I get this done in 20 minutes? Could I make a, put on my queue on Spotify, five different songs, and could I get everything that I need to get done in these five songs? So you, you could start to play around with it and make it more fun for yourself. And that will allow you to have more energy and not be brought down, not be dragged down by these mundane tasks. And you'll actually, over time, maybe build a positive association with them and you'll actually want to show up for them. I never thought that I would love having a Finance Friday date with myself, but I absolutely love it. And I look forward to it every week because it's so fun. It didn't start off that way, but I've done a series of things intentionally to build this positive association with that mundane and honestly stressful experience at first. So I know that this is possible for you too. My sixth tip, for increasing your energy is that you want to start to batch like tasks and like energies together. Now this might sound a little woo-woo, but I have found this so, so effective and I just absolutely love it. For me, I wear so many hats throughout my day and throughout my week. I am a coach. I am a business owner. I am a dietetic intern, so I'm basically a student. I'm like Meredith Grey's season one of Grey's Anatomy. Like I am bottom of the totem pole at the hospital. So I have that hat that I'm wearing. And then I have some days where I'm studying. I have my content creator hat. I have my podcasting hat. And it is exhausting to be switching hats and switching roles all the time. So I have had to be very intentional about my schedule and batching like tasks together. So I don't wear all of these hats every day because it's exhausting to switch roles and to switch energies and to generate the energy that I want to wear, to be successful wearing that specific hat. So I have certain days that I record the podcast. I have certain days that I record other content. I have certain days 
that I coach and that I talk on the phone with prospective clients that are inquiring about our programs. I have specific days that I study and do schoolwork. I have specific days that I exercise. I have specific days that I'm, you know, talking with my team and having team meetings and being in more of that business owner role. So it's important that you start to be cognizant for yourself of what roles you are, what hats you wear, and what energy that requires. And start to figure out for yourself, how can I minimize how many times I'm switching hats throughout the day? I really only try and maybe wear two to three hats a day. Ideally, one, but not always realistic. Ideally, two. That seems realistic. Where during the day, I am a student. I'm a dietetic intern at the hospital. I don't really do much work for my business as a business owner or content creator during the day. But then once I get home, I'm not doing anything for my internship. I'm not doing any other work. And I take the whole night to work on business. So like Monday nights are a perfect example. This is when I coach my Be About Being Better Academy clients. So all day I'm in my internship. I'm at the hospital. I'm doing everything. As soon as I get home, Monday nights, I don't do any homework for my internship. And I'm fully focused on my clients for several hours. I batch all of our small group coaching calls back to back to back. So I'm in a coaching mode. I'm in the zone. I have fully taken on that energy. I'm not switching to then studying for 45 minutes or an hour and then taking on a coaching call and then making a little bit of content and then jumping on another coaching call because all of those require different energies and that is exhausting. So if you can start to figure out, okay, what are the different energies? What do they feel like? And what makes sense for my flow? Like whether you're ramping up your energy because maybe you have more energy in the afternoon or evening, or maybe you're really energized in the morning. So you want to do your most creative tasks or the tasks that require the most energy at the beginning of your day, the most focus, but then wind down. And maybe in the evening, that's when you do admin or that's when you clean the house or just do other things. Um, like different organizing or whatever it is to kind of wind down your energy when you tend to be less focused and less productive, less energized naturally, that will allow you to be productive in the energy state that you're in. So you want to start to be cognizant, okay, what tasks do I have? What energy is really associated with all of these things? And when do I feel the most productive? And how can I start to curate my schedule so that I'm doing for the most part, you know, in my control, the higher energy tasks when I have the most energy or the tasks that require the most focus when I am the most productive, when I can devote the most time, energy and attention to this task. And then what can I do in the times that I'm not feeling most productive? For me, that's like 3 to 4 p.m. And I either just try to do admin at that time. I don't create content because I just tend to be lower vibe at that time. So I'm not really doing it, not that I'm not doing important work, but I'm not doing work that requires that much more energy. So that's what I mean by batching like tasks with like energies. So I hope that that helps or that at least gives you some ideas for what you could do to start changing your schedule so that you're not switching hats as much because we lose a lot of energy in those transitions when we're switching or when we're trying to ramp things up or kind of dial things back. 
And then lastly, this is our seventh way to increase your energy. I want you just to ask yourself this open-ended question. How would my best self show up right now? How would my best self show up in this situation? And that can instantly give you a few ideas of the energy that you want to cultivate and some steps that you can take to actually cultivate that energy. And it gets you forward thinking, not your current reality, but where you want to go. So it can actually help you to reverse engineer. Okay, if I want to end up, if I'm at point A and I want to end up at point B, what is point B? That This person there, what are they feeling? What are they thinking? What are their behaviors? And how can I start to incorporate those things now where I am at point A and that will propel you to point B? So we always want to be forward thinking and have that vision because that will allow us to reverse engineer and actually move us forward and move the needle in our lives to be better. So I hope that you found this helpful. I can't wait for you to have more energy this holiday season. Even though we're busy, we have a lot going on. There's a lot of travel. There's a lot of stress. There can also be a lot of peace. There can also be a lot of joy. And if you remember that you are like a power plant and you have the ability to generate energy, you will set yourself up for so much success and have a much better holiday season. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey y'all, thanks again for listening to the Be About Being Better podcast. I so appreciate you. If this episode made you laugh, smile, think about yourself or your life differently, in any way making your life better, I empower you to share the show with three people who, just like you, need to hear this message and have this type of transformation in their lives. I personally read all the reviews of the show and see the Instagram story shares and honestly gives me so much joy to see that our mission is making people's lives better and the reviews really do help in increasing our impact so thank you so much for taking the time to do that if you need personalized support with anything discussed in today's episode or need help creating a sustainable diet-free lifestyle take my quiz it's linked below in the show notes and that quiz will help you see which one of our coaching programs is right for you thank you so much again for listening and here's to being about being better